life is busy, and sometimes it's hard to get everything in, including this walk. If you struggle with this, my sponsor, Factor Meals, can help. And in just a moment, I'm going to tell you how to get 50% off at factormeals.com. Every meal is fresh, never frozen, and they only take two minutes. Meals like artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. This one was one of my favorites. And it was ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking, no cleaning up. It's getting warmer. The weather is an invitation to head outside and walk more. You don't want to be inside making meals. Head to factormeals.com slash walking50. Use code walking50 to get 50% off your first box plus 25% off your next month. That's code walking50 at factormeals.com slash walking50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. When you're out walking, it is important to stay hydrated. And it's important to have water that is healthy, that you actually want to drink. And can I tell you how much I love my AquaTrue water? It's amazing. By the way, in just a moment, I'm going to tell you how to save 20% off at AquaTrue.com. Are you aware of the research by the Environmental Working Group that indicates virtually every home in America has harmful contaminants in tap water? Well, the AquaTrue purifiers are able to remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. My sponsor, AquaTrue, comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and today you'll get 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, enter the code WALKING when you check out. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the promo code W-A-L-K-I-N-G. Hi, friends. I'm on my way to work a little after four in the morning. Just got off the Baltimore Beltway, which can really be dangerous at this time of day because there aren't too many cars on the road. So some drivers feel the freedom to go really, really, really fast. And it's not uncommon to have somebody go whipping past me at 80, 90, I think even 100 miles an hour. Uh, There's also a section of the Beltway where they're doing some construction and they have those concrete barriers up. And I'm telling you, they're like inches, inches from my side view mirror if I'm in the far left lane or the far right lane. But I'll tell you what, that's not the only thing that is dangerous as I'm heading to work. In fact, I'm doing it right now. I'm not even on the Beltway. Hi, this is Dave. Welcome to Walking is Fitness, a podcast designed to help you transform your life by walking more and walking more intentionally. That thing that is dangerous that I'm doing right now is actually sitting. And I'm not kidding. There's a growing body of research that indicates just how dangerous sitting is for our health. If we sit too much or if we sit for too long. In fact, one expert has called sitting the new smoking. So it's really imperative that we create a lifestyle of moving more and sitting less. 
And this week on Walking is Fitness, I'm going to give you three ideas, three ways to help you move more and sit less and create that as a lifestyle. And at the end of the podcast, I'm going to invite you to take a 30-day walking challenge. This really will go a long way to help you create that lifestyle. It's a free guide, and I'll tell you how to get that at the end of the podcast. I also want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. I know that you have a ton of podcast choices and that you would spend a few minutes of your valuable time listening to Walking as Fitness really does mean a great deal to me. If you enjoy the podcast and subscribe, you'll get every episode the moment it's released. And if you would be so kind to leave a rating and a review, it would help me improve the podcast and it could also help others discover the podcast as well. All right, let's get to it. Three ways to help you move more and sit less. Well, a rock fired missiles across the Kuwait border at U.S. troops earlier today, causing some divisions to don gas masks. Our own uh, David Bloom is with the 3rd Infantry Division near the Kuwaiti-Iraqi border and joins us now live. And, and David, what can you tell us about what happened where you are? Well, Chris, uh, and we talked to you a couple hours ago, so you know uh, firsthand what happened. I mean, essentially what happened was we heard two large whooshes about two hours ago. The soldiers are now telling us that that could have been the Patriot missile batteries firing at the Iraqi Scuds or the Iraqi El Samud missiles. And then almost uh, immediately there. Now the sad news about David Bloom, our dashing and resourceful correspondent who has been reporting from the front lines, riding hard with his Bloommobile with the 3rd Infantry Division. We were all stunned to hear the news that David died apparently of a pulmonary embolism after complaining of leg pains and cramps for the past few days. I thought of David Bloom as I got on the plane. David had been sitting for long periods of time in a cramped tank moving from location to location. I was getting on a plane to Italy. It was a nine-hour flight, and I thought of what happened to David Bloom. It was the first time I thought of sitting as a dangerous thing. It wouldn't be the last time either. Lots of research is coming out telling us how bad sitting is for our health. One story even called sitting the new smoking. All kinds of bad stuff is linked to sitting. We're at a greater risk of heart disease, diabetes, obesity, deep vein thrombosis, and more. But sitting is so much a part of how we live. Just think of all the things we do that require sitting. Work, travel, eating, entertainment, socializing, relaxing, and more. Making it difficult to break the cycle of sitting is the more we sit, the more we want to sit. We feel this inclination even more as we get older. To avoid the negative impact of sitting too much, it's crucial to develop a lifestyle of moving more and sitting less. So here are three things you can do to make this happen. Number one, be aware of all the sitting you do. 
Because sitting feels like a natural part of life, most of us aren't even aware of how much we do it. So this is key, to become aware. How much time do you spend in the car? Do you sit at work? When you're home, what do you like to do that involves sitting? The average person walks about 3,000 steps a day. If they're walking slowly, that'll take about 45 minutes. That means they're not moving more than 23 hours a day. Obviously, part of that is laying in bed for sleep, which is a good thing. The rest of it, though, is probably spent sitting. That's not a good thing. How much are you sitting every day? Maybe that simple math is enough to help you become more aware. Or maybe it would be helpful to take a couple of days and actually log when you sit and for how long. However you want to do it, the first step in developing a lifestyle of moving more and sitting less is to simply become aware of just how much you are sitting. Number two, once you're aware of your sitting, the next step is to ask yourself if you really need to. For example, do you really need to sit at work all day? Have you considered a stand-up desk? A few years ago, I transitioned from sitting in the studio during our morning radio show to standing. If you don't have the option of standing at work, can you at least take a five-minute walk every hour? It's not just the cumulative amount of sitting that's dangerous to our health. It's also sitting for long periods of time. That's what happened to David Bloom. Now, of course, his situation was extreme. He was not in a comfortable chair in the back of that tank, but long periods of inactivity is a cause of deep vein thrombosis, and one of the ways to prevent DVT is frequent walking. When you're on the phone, do you have to sit? When you're watching TV, do you have to sit? I make it a point to get up and walk during the commercials. When you're traveling, do you have to sit for the entire trip? On that flight to Italy, I got, actually got up every now and then to walk up and down the aisle. When you're in a waiting room, do you have to sit? Ava recently had an outpatient procedure that took more than an hour. Since I couldn't be with her, I left the hospital and walked to a nearby coffee shop. To me, that was better than sitting in the waiting room scrolling on my phone. Not all of our sitting is required. Much of it is actually a choice. When you find yourself sitting, ask the question, do I really have to? This will go a long way to create a lifestyle of moving more and sitting less. Number three, set a step goal. Nothing has forced me to move more than my daily Fitbit goal. I learned pretty quickly that to reach my goal, I couldn't wait until the end of the day and check how many steps I have. That approach never ended well. Instead, I learned to check throughout the day and found ways to move more and sit less all day long. Those ways eventually became part of who I am and what I do. In other words, that step goal was instrumental in creating a lifestyle where I walk 20,000 steps a day. That's been my goal for more than two years, and I've hit it every day. Actually, there were two days I missed it, one by 293 steps, and the other day by six steps because I actually forgot to check my total right before going to bed, thinking I'd already hit it. Yep. Learned the hard way the next morning. Having a daily step goal has also turned fitness into a game. I look for fun ways to move more. Sometimes I see how early in the day I can hit the goal. 
I even have a personal record for most steps in a day that one day I'd like to break. But since it's 50,000 steps, that'll have to be a day dedicated to breaking the record. It's likely not just going to happen with normal activities. Do you have a step goal? It's a powerful way to create a lifestyle of moving more and sitting less. And like me, you can also turn it into a a game. And one way to do that is with the 30-day walking challenge. There are three challenge levels for you to try. Level one is for those who don't have a step goal and are just getting started. I have a free guide to the 30-day walking challenge that I'd like to give you, and that guide will help you set the right goal for your 30-day challenge because you don't want it to be too large that you end up getting discouraged and then giving up. The next two levels are for those who already have a step goal and want to supersize it for 30 days. Whatever level you choose, this challenge will help you become more aware of how much you sit and motivate you to ask whether you really need to sit because, well, you have a step goal to reach. All right, I actually gave you three ways that you can begin to create a lifestyle of moving more and sitting less. But I actually have four, four ways. A bonus tip. Number four, make sitting the reward. The research doesn't say we should never sit. It simply says there are dangers in sitting too much or for too long. Even though I walk 20,000 steps a day, I still sit a lot. I sit in my car, I sit at my desk, and I sit while I eat. And I'm sitting right now recording this podcast. Sitting is useful and it is functional. It can also be fun. I make certain I reach my step goal early enough so I can take the final part of my day and sit. I spend time with people I love, I'll watch Netflix, or simply enjoy the sunset on my back patio. In other words, this is my reward for moving more and sitting less during the day. At the end of the day, I sit, and I really enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the podcast, Walking is Fitness. If you subscribe, you'll get every episode the moment it's released. That's all for this week. Let's connect again next week.